Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 50, wow, 50, <laughs> of the 100 Foot Jesus Podcast. This is your host, Matt. I hope you are having a really good start to your week or midweek or whenever the heck you're listening to this. Um, I, I pray you are actually, and, and I'm not one of those like, I'll pray for you kind of things and then like there's no chance I will. Like, I, 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 I pray... I, I talk to God and pray for you to have favor on your week. And favor is undeserved, awesome things happening. Whether I agree with you, whether I like you, because <laughs> I love everybody. I don't like everybody. But yes, I did just say that. Uh, but but I want to. I really do. And I'm praying I will. Um, but I pray you have favor in a wonderful week full of God making his sovereignty obvious to you. So... Um, this week's episode is called Taking Sides. We are a very um, <laughs> politicized, polarized culture. There's this uh, Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma, and I endorse it wholeheartedly. Now, I know I just said Netflix, and some of you guys are screaming pedophilia at me and things like that, which if that's the horse you're riding... Write it, dude. That's fine. Uh, but like, I'm not canceling Netflix. I'm just not that kind of person to cancel. Netflix already had things that were were morally terrible on its streaming service uh, before that. And by the way, I haven't checked out. I haven't seen the trailer. I've literally seen a photo of it and saw everybody angry. But um, I'm not canceling the whole thing because there are some very redeemable things within the Netflix catalog. So I will continue to consume and you can continue to not like that. And that's fine. Uh, but... But um, on Netflix, there's this documentary called The Social Dilemma, where it talks about how your social media is your social media, your search engine is all designed to push you a certain direction um, within Facebook newsfeed. If you ever find yourself seeing someone on the other side of the political aisle and you think, are they not seeing the things I'm seeing? The answer is no, they're not. Because based upon the things you Google, based upon the things you like, based upon the amount of time you, you are spent staring at a photo, interacting in the comments section, that algorithm changes to where if, if you are a little conservative, all you're going to see is the conservative side of things. If you're a bit liberal, all you're going to see is the liberal side of things and it entices you more and more. That's why if you ask almost any liberal, um, you say, what's the biggest problem in our country? They'll say the conservatives. And if you ask any conservative, you'll say, what's the biggest problem in our country? They'll say the liberals. That's why we're so polarized. That's why polarized. <laughs> That's why we're so divided. So today is talking about taking sides. Um, I want to bring up a couple of things within this. First one, um, John MacArthur, who I think is one of the best biblical verse by verse expository preachers ever, um, recently said that if you are a Christian, you should be voting all Republican on November 4th. And um, I've had some people ask me, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Um, what I'm about to say is going to bother a lot of you guys, but that's totally okay. Because again, this, this shows a lot of how I see things in my perspectives. Um, my thoughts on that is, um, he is the, he is the dumbest smart person I've ever heard. <laughs> and um, I'm going to get to why here in a second. But basically what I'm saying is you can't write a blank check to a political party. You may see, uh, you may see the Democratic sides on, on things as evil. I do on a lot of subjects, by the way, with their with their issues with abortion and 
And with some of their their stances, it seems, at least in California, on on pedophilia. I mean, I, I, I see a lot of that and it makes my stomach churn. But there are things in the in the recent history of the, of the Republican Party that you would have to absolutely. That's my team, irregardless, like you're like a Browns fan where every loss the Republican Party takes with being morally bankrupt, you would have to be able to say, yeah, but that's my team and I'm riding with them irregardless. Because there are some things that are so opposite of what the gospel teaches that the Republican Party's done. And by the way, your host today is a Republican. But it's okay for me to admit, man, there's problems there. So what I'm saying is, I don't believe on every issue, irregardless, I don't believe on every candidate, irregardless, you're supposed to vote for one candidate. I don't think you are supposed to. Some of you guys will hate me for that. And no matter what I say, it's going to upset somebody on this subject. So let me hop into this short story for you. Um, Years ago, I was the lead pastor of a church plant in West Virginia. And um, we had this thing called the queue where sometimes it was in person at a local coffee shop. Sometimes it was on Google Hangouts. And basically we brought up a topic of the night, like we did abortion one night, we did gay marriage one night, things like that. And it was just an open forum where I participated and we talked about what the Bible says about this. How does this affect actual people in real life that aren't just like subjects and um, things to use towards my argument, but real people, stuff like that. And it was really cool. Um, with that, though, a lot of people said, hey, I want you You should really preach on this thing, this thing, and this thing. So we did kind of, if your church ever did like an Ask Us Anything type series, we did one of those. One Sunday, um, I had the topic of what does the Bible say about homosexuality? And I preached for about 38 minutes, from what I recall. Um, and, and it was one of those times where the crowd took a lot of notes. You could see them. And um, there was a lot of whispering in between things I said and stuff like that because that is a hot button issue. That's what we call a hand grenade issue that you can bring up this subject, put it in a room and everything explodes. Um, So I preached on homosexuality. I went through, I went through a bit of Old Testament, um, like the popular Leviticus stuff. And then I went through a lot of Romans and different parts of the New Testament, first Corinthians, things like that. And, um, and I, and I talked about how it impacts us socially, how do Christians respond, things like that. So I get done, and um, the scariest part when you teach on a controversial subject is what preachers the lobby afterwards, <laughs> which we tend to call at that church the after party because people hung out, we went and did stuff and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. So um, I hit the lobby, and I'm standing there talking to somebody, you know, whatever. And then I had a couple of women come up to me, and they said, "Hey, I really love what you said today." We, we would like you, because around the time things are getting legalized, we would like you to do our civil union or basically the equivalent legally at the time of a, we'd like you to perform our gay marriage ceremony. We think you're perfect for it. And we love what you had to say. And um, I, and again, I'm not trying to offend people. I respectfully declined because <laughs> I'm thinking, did you not just hear what I said? The Bible says about this, like really um i respectfully declined and sadly i never saw them at service again but i stayed in contact with them next conversation i had i walked over to do something i don't remember and i had somebody come up to me and uh tell me that i'm a bigot i'm a right wing wing nut um that i hate gay people that i'm not that i'm creating an environment that's not welcoming to gay people and that I should retract my statements because of how offensive it was to gay people. Now, mind you, this was within a 10-minute period, two conversations. 
that I was told on one side of things, I'm extremely welcoming to gay people and I endorse their lifestyle. And then the conversation directly after, no little ones in between, was I'm a right wing nut job, I hate gay people, and um, that kind of thing. 38 minutes, everyone hearing the exact same 38 minutes, and two extremes happened. I remember I came home to take my Sunday afternoon nap, and I was just sitting there and I was thinking, how could people get that out of the same talk? We tend to have, um, we tend to have our, our biases, and we want our biases to be met, whether negatively or positively. So if you're saying, I'm going to on, speak on homosexuality, everyone's lurking for a certain buzzword that they're going to endorse what you said or denounce what you said. And, and that's the opinion you took, so you're going to do that when it, ta- when it comes to that issue. I sp- I've spoke on abortion before and the same kind of thing. I, 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 I've, been, I've been told by others that, hey, um, you are a big liberal the way you talk about women who have abortions. And then others say, you are a big-time conservative by the way you talk about how all abortion is murder and the exact same thing because people have certain buzzwords and and um and and biases that they want to go in with and they want to catch you in jesus dealt with a lot of that by the way i'm not comparing my teaching to jesus's that's where i want to get but i'm not there but jesus would say certain things and they would ask him questions to trap him so they could go into fit nicely in his little box because they thought the tent of the kingdom was very tiny, and if he fits in this little box that they designed for themselves, therefore he is right. The problem when we full-on take sides with basically anything, um, I, I mo- is, is, is this. Um, I moved into uh, Michigan about six years ago or so, and um, I'm an Ohio State football fan. A lot of you guys may know that, maybe you won't. Um, but anyway, I'm an Ohio State football fan. And I grew up thinking Michigan's the enemy, Michigan's gross, Michigan's that. And then I started going to church with people. I started to work on different um, township committees with people, realizing Michigan fans are Ohio State fans that like different colors and different traditions. So very quickly, my first year here, I realized I'm cool with Michigan succeeding. Now, they don't as much as I wish they would, by the way, but I'm cool with it. I don't want them to beat Ohio State, but I want them to have success, and I want them to have victory because I got to know the actual people behind it. I couldn't take every single thing that Michigan ever did and think, that's probably evil. Sports are like that. If you're you're a Midwestern uh, college football fan, you hate everything going on in the SEC, typically. Sports are like that. They're polarizing. When it comes to movies, right? Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably hate every Star Wars movie in some capacity, don't you? Because you have your certain bias and idea of what the movie should be like. Some of you think that, well, I want them all to be nostalgia, just like the ones from the 70s and 80s. But then when Force Awakens came out, you're like, that's too much nostalgia. So you can't be happy. I see. Um, the way all of this tends to work is we have our certain capacity for what we think the world should look like and it needs to fit neatly into where we are now is this me saying don't be involved politically heck no i'm not saying that at all i think actually christians we should lead the way being political i think we should 
However, what does that mean? Now, my my way of doing things, which by the way, I'm not saying this is correct, but I'm saying this is how I feel, is this. I I go into it believing that I don't know any of these politicians well. In fact, I don't know anybody all that well, except for probably my wife. Um, but I don't know these politicians all that well. I don't know why they thought the way they did. If you look back at their political record, I know at least Donald Trump, and I'm not trying to make anyone upset, has been a pro-choice Democrat, basically, um, his entire political career up until he became President Trump. He shifted because he knew what we wanted to vote for. And by the way, I'm not saying that's wrong because he can have any opinion he wants. But if his legislation puts forth what I think is moral and biblical, more power to the guy. Like, that's good. I mean, President Bush was big time pro, pro-life, pro but not a lot happened towards the pro-life movement during his eight years in office. I think Bush, he's a cool dude, I'm pretty sure. But however, he didn't do a lot towards that. So his opinion in the end didn't really matter. I mean, it would be like, I only want a mayor that likes um, pepper jack cheese. Okay, but is he going to force everybody to have pepper jack cheese or promote more pepper jack cheese? Well, no, then who cares if he likes pepper jack cheese? What does that matter? I say this to say, if you try to take sides, typically you're going to fall into a big conundrum space. And then once you're on that side, what do you like in that camp now? Like like, um, like if you're, if you're a politician or someone who's part of the left, well, do you sign off on every part of the left then? Like, do you sign on every left-leaning issue no matter what? Or if you're part of the right, how far right are you? Like, because some people say, well, I'm, 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 I'm kind of in the middle. Are you? Well, well, how are you in the middle? I say all that to say, how, how exactly do you feel like you're going to think for yourself? This is mentioned on this show very, very often, isn't it? That, that it kind of goes like this. If, if you tell me what you believe on climate change, and I know what political party you're voting for. If you tell me what you believe on gun control, and I know what political party you, you're you going for. If I know of all these issues, I automatically know if you answer every single one of these, that means you're probably not thinking for yourself. If you check all of like six, seven hot button issues, if your political party believes that, it's probably that you just believe your political party. That's probably how this works. And by the way, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but man, it causes division, doesn't it? It splits us down the middle. Now, many, I have been called by many over the years, a political coward. Well, first of all, I'm not in political office, so don't call me a political coward. However, I'm also not going to sit there and I'm not going to make excuses for things just because I picked a side. Like when a president, this has happened many times through history, also recent, when a president who calls themselves a Bible-believing Christian does things that are so contrary to scripture at so many turns. And then the people who no, before said he's a Christian, believe he's a Christian, he's a Christian, he's a Christian. And then he does stuff that's absolutely terrible, abhorrent, unbecoming of the office. And then your excuse is, well, I didn't elect a pastor in chief. Well, which is it? <laughs> which is it? Is it I believe that he's a Bible-believing Christian and the decisions he makes are prayerfully made and I believe that he submits to Scripture, or is it, well, he's not a Christian at all, but he's the man we need. Now, in my life, the answer is both for me, isn't it? Because I'm inconsistent with everything I do. But again, you can't have the argument both ways. Like, 
as a, and I'm going to get very current politics right now, so please, if you want to hit the unfollow button, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I understand the idea of, of being upset about a police officer being gunned down. I do. But that wasn't every protester who did that. I understand the idea of being upset about someone of your own race or class being gunned down. But that doesn't mean you can endorse burning down a, a local business. Like, it's okay to think wrongs are wrongs, even if it's people who look, sound, act, and believe the way you do. It's okay to believe that. Within the church, we had a long, hard history of owning our mistakes. During World War II, um, Edward Lutzer tells this story in one of his books about how there was, there was um, in Europe, there was a church that was right next to a train station and they absolutely knew that Jews were being taken off into concentration camps and they would be wailing save me save me on a Sunday morning and the and the actual song leader of the services before the sermon would literally start screaming sing louder sing louder because they didn't want to hear the atrocities that they were allowing to go on outside now to me people who believe in the imago day in the image of god people believe in the gospel you stop that service and you run out there and you do everything you can to save those people's lives but i wasn't there but yet can we own that as a church? Absolutely, we can own that as a church. All the moral failings of so many pastors over the years, you continue to endorse, endorse, endorse. I have people, I have friends of mine who are pastors who are amazing dudes, but man, they 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 hitch their wagon to a certain celebrity pastor and everything they do wrong, they're like, yeah, but they give them grace, which is great, but they explain all the way because this is their hero. And the more they fall morally, they're like, yeah, but you don't know what they said. Politically, we do this. We have the, yeah, but-isms, as they say, where if somebody, if, if someone in your party or, or your ideology screws up morally, royally even, <laughs> you say, yeah, but did you see what the other side did? Or yeah, but look what they're always doing. Can't we leave it on the issue we're on? And we tend to do that when we're wrong. If I debate somebody biblically, my immaturity says this. If someone says, well, this verse says this on this doctrine, my immaturity says, yeah, but what about this verse over in this chapter, in this book? I don't leave it right where you are because I'm like, but I want to fight this. I can win this battle. This one I'm, I'm going to lose, but I'm not going to acknowledge I lost because it becomes my daddy can beat up your daddy. My side's better than your side. We love taking sides when when i'm when i counsel couples that are going to be getting a divorce the first thing i have to tell them and i mean it is i am not going to take sides here my side is the scriptures and what they say about divorce my side is you and you because i love you my side is the fact that i know both of you married a sinner and you're going to sin against each other more than anybody so we're going to get through this and we're going to build a better stronger marriage that's going to be an example to everyone through repentance because I'm not taking a side I'm not saying you're 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 my girl so you know what you're right and he's wrong or you're my dude so you know what you're right and she's wrong I don't do that I can't do that that's not where God has me right now now last thing I'll say is if you are somebody that you like to speak up 
on when when bad things are happening within our government system within whatever on the side you're on don't stop because there's no way to get real reconciliation in culture there's no way to get real justice in culture i mean prayer yes but there's no way to accomplish those things if we don't speak up when wrong things are going on as i mentioned the church that was screaming sing louder as the train was bringing people to concentration camps you better speak up john the baptist his head ended up on a platter because he saw what awful things king herod was doing both both within his government ruling and his private life and he spoke up and he died for it history says that john the revelator or john the beloved the reason he got put on the prison island of Patmos is because he was speaking out against Caesar and all the awful things he was doing within the government. So are we not allowed to speak out against awful things in the government? Absolutely we are. It is your Christian responsibility as a gospel-believing, Bible-believing person to do so. But again, do we give our political side, full of sinners, <laughs> a blank check that you're always right? No, we don't. Do we give the other side we don't love in anything? I'm not just talking, I'm not just talking politics, but do we give them a blank check to say everything you do is wrong and here's how I, I tell you you're wrong, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it? No, because that doesn't leave any room for redemption, does it? We are in this big cycle of politics right now and just um, all these different things. Man, look at the issues. Don't actually don't you don't want to look at the issues, but man, there are issues right now. Like this virus, I was getting donuts this morning for some friends and a dude lost his head over the cashier saying, you need to put a mask on. It's store policy that you have to wear a mask for me to check you out. And the guy went off. I'm like, dude, read the room, man. No matter your, your opinions on this, this cashier didn't make these rules. Just abide by it. Be okay. But that's how we are and that's where we are so anyway I, I i say all this to say that the gospel tells us that we are made in the image of god but we were sinners are sinners jesus died for us he gave us his he gave us his righteousness that's what the gospel says that we might get to become his son his daughter and he writes us a blank check full of grace every single day because if he didn't you're in trouble <laughs> As Charles Spurgeon said, I know it's my favorite quote, I say it a lot, if you could lose your salvation, you would, but he loves you enough for you not to. Well, that is today's episode, which I'm sure will get some negative reaction from, from folks, and I don't mind that. Um, I like to spur interest. I like to start a good conversation. If it takes place in my social media feeds, though, I'm deleting your comments because I will not take Facebook debate brought on by me. That's not how I roll. If you'd like to talk to me and debate me, man, let's do it. That'd be really fun. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. And I want you, I pray for you to have an amazing week. Mm -hmm.